This is the podcast by the Straits Times. This is Money FM eighty nine point three. I'm Flora Smallshare for the workday afternoon. Today we have with us Olivia Ho, a books and arts correspondent, and Hedy Koo, online food editor from the Straits Times. Now they were talking about two very disparate things. Olivia has got. I'm not sure what you have. Uh, it's called Phenomenon. Phenomenon. It's a dance performance by THE Dance Company. Okay, it's- so that's <laughs> Olivia's thing. And then Hedy is here to talk about food, obviously. Yes. Okay, we'll get to Hedy later. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain Phenomenon. Ah, so uh, would you like me to start with the title? It's a bit. It's spelled like phenomenon, right. but with noumenon. So noumenon is a philosophical term. Right. It comes from the philosophy of Immanuel Kant, the German mm-hmm. philosopher. Sure. It means a thing in itself. And uh, it's uh, choreographed by the artistic director of THE, uh, Quick Sui Woon himself. Mm-hmm. And it's this very big, complex work, got a lot of philosophical thinking, but it's also kind of in your face because there are no boundaries between the dancers and the audience. Uh, they're just going to run up to you, run past you um you yourself you can move around in the space if you want you could go and sit in front of a dancer except that might lead to a collision but that's a risk that you're going to take mm-hmm. and the whole idea that uh, i think that Sweebu wants to put forth is he's interested in examining the phenomena around us in the world you know climate change the age of the virus technological disruption and the way it's affecting our lives and our bodies and our futures as humans so he's got a lot going on you know in this piece and uh, he he really wants to sort of like punch through that boundary between the performer and the audience to mm-hmm. sort of get his message across. So is it interactive or not? Uh, it could be interactive. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be that sort of thing where they improvise based on what you do. Mm-hmm. So, But you can sort of get into their space and they will get into your space. And uh, so it's in the Esplanade Theatre Studio. And as I understand it, there are these performance zones. So if you're in one of the non-performance zones, you can sort of sit down and uh, be less disrupted. But you can also move around the space and place yourself wherever you want. So you can be a voyeur. Yes, you can be a you can be a boy. You can so I when I sat in on the preview, they come so close to you, you can see the sweat dripping off them. Of course, it's a very exhausting choreography. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's quite an experience, I think. And what was the emotion that you felt when you were done? You finished, you watched it, and you're walking out. Uh, so I haven't seen all of it yet. Oh, you haven't seen all of uh, it. It was still when I saw it. It was uh, it was in, a tease. It was a, in a tease. So I saw about three parts. Right. There are about eight parts in total. There's this whole journey that they go on. Um, um, the, the story of human evolution from when people are born and then they receive material culture, which is represented here by the costumes. These mm-hmm. very bright orange costumes designed by Lu Ani, and uh, in line with the whole ecological thrust of the piece, uh, they were upcycled from thrift shops. So okay. They they all have previous lives, and uh, and apparently it's cheaper and also better for the environment. Okay. So that's something that perhaps costume designers should look more into. And you liked it? I did. Uh, I, I think I'm intrigued by it. There's a certain post-apocalyptic slant that it moves towards and it's also kind of transhumanist uh, that is a trend that I've been seeing uh, quite mm-hmm, a bit in mm-hmm. uh, works recently I think Raw Moose has also recently done a lot of transhumanist work in which you look at the way that technology infiltrates the human body and what is natural, what is not natural anymore should we move beyond the idea of the human body mm-hmm. 
So very cerebral work, but at the same time, I do think they don't want to just leave it up there in the abstract. They want to sort of bring it into a very personal level with the audience. Okay, so if you are not um, someone who goes to dance performances very often, maybe classical ballet at best,、mm-hmm. would this be too much for you? No, I think it'd be a great introduction because、uh, really, yeah, I think that a lot of people think of. Dance, especially contemporary dance,、mm-hmm. as something that happens on a stage, kind of far away from you,、mm-hmm. that's very inaccessible and a bit elitist.、Uh, and I think works like this sort of move beyond that because they they really try to get on your level, or rather, they just demolish the levels between、mm-hmm. you and、uh, you and them. Okay, so the audience and the performers. Yeah, so you'd be quite involved, I think, immersed. Okay, give us all the details. When is it? How much the tickets are? Where is it? All those details before we move on to food. So it's at the Esplanade Theatre Studio. Opens on Thursday and it runs until Saturday, and it's thirty-eight dollars before processing fees from Sistic and all that. All right, it sounds interesting. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to mull on that. I'm not sure I want to get that close to a dancer that、uh, I can see their sweat. But that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> We move on to Eddie.、Yes. Now, this restaurant's called Kyoten、yeah. at Yongsiak Street. Yep. Okay. Tiongbaru. All right. Yes. What do they serve? Very nice stuff, <laughs> which I don't feel like talking about, so that nobody else will go there. Then I'll go there and enjoy it. She's being selfish. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they specialize in it's a it's a local chef Singaporean, but he's specialized in Japanese cuisine for 19 years,、mm-hmm. and he's very into it. And he's now, I mean, for for the past couple of years, he's very fascinated with the art of aging his sashimi. So yeah, isn't that kind of like. Yeah, not supposed to go together. Yeah, because it kind of yeah, it sounds ironical because you'll think that you want to eat it fresh, right?、Mm-hmm. But he he sort of he ages the fish、um, using a blend of what they call koji, and then his his own blend that has like soy sauce. But he can only do this with fish that is very fresh. So he has、um, he has links to fishermen. In Japan, right in Japan, and so if they manage to catch those、uh, real really good fish, they'll quickly inform him, and then he'll decide whether he wants it or not, and then they'll try and get it to him as quick as possible. So if the fisherman once they they get to land, and then they quickly ship the fish over to him, and then he's very particular. The fish have to be dispatched using a technique called、uh, shinkame jime. This technique. Supposedly,、mm-hmm. makes the fish very relaxed, and they don't know that they're going to be <laughs> slaughtered. Sounds so scary.、Um, yeah, I know.、Um, Do they get a massage? <laughs> maybe, almost. I'm not sure. I,、uh, you know, it's it's.、Uh, but apparently,、uh, all in all, the fish is very relaxed when they when they die. It's supposed to be humane or something like that. I I can't vouch for that、uh, since I'm not a fish. I don't know how it really went down.、Um, but <laughs> all I can say is that the final result tastes really good. You can't tell what what aging does to the sashimi. Also, he explained to me is that. It brings out the flavors. The the fish becomes deeper in flavor. Not not more, you know, not stronger seafood odor that kind of thing. And that's why he has to start with only very very fresh fish. Yeah. I'm sorry, Olivia. Are you getting this as well? <laughs> I mean, my my reaction as you were talking was my eyebrow was going 
further and further up into my forehead. Well, like, not, really? Not, yeah, not not every <laughs> not every piece of uh, raw item there. It's it's aged up because. As I said, he he only does it with very very fresh produce. Okay. Um, but you have to taste it for yourself to to believe it that it actually tastes really good. Yeah. It's, okay. It's quite what addictive. is different about it? The fascinating thing for me is that it tasted like fish, and I'm a fish lover, and I'm terrified of like fish with, you know, the terrible seafood odor. Mm-hmm. Um, but this doesn't have any of it. Yeah, you can't tell that it's aged. That's the fascinating thing, and yet the the flavors do come true. You think it's fresh. You can't tell that it's aged. And um, yeah, it's very tasty. It's it's hard to describe because it's just very enjoyable. And then like for the, you know, the fish that he chooses, uh, for example, the amberjack, you can taste like it's very, very firm in texture. It's not mushy, you know, and then uh, he, he seasons it with a little bit of soy sauce. So everything comes together very nicely. You know what I'm thinking as you're saying this? Mm. It's it, your review would be one line, you know. I, I can't quite describe it. You just have to go and try for yourself. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was trying to find words to describe it, but well, I could tell you about the bluefin tuna belly that I had. Mm-hmm. It's really very oily in a very nice way. Like when you bite the into blue it, bluefin huh? tuna belly is supposed to be a little bit oily for it to yeah, be good. Yeah, correct, correct. But the funny thing is that he's not using wild caught fish. I mean, this bluefin tuna uh, belly comes from tuna that's farm raised. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says he's very particular again. So he, he requests uh, for his uh, supplier to give him only the tuna that that are four years and above. That it must be at least four years old. I didn't quite understand him. I thought he was talking about wild caught fish. I was like, how do you tell how old is a fish when you catch it? It's like, yeah, yeah you no, you're too really young. Super <laughs> no, but these are farm raised, so they, they know how, how old the Actually, fish Actually, you know, if, if I hadn't gone to a strange Vintner dinner that involved very fine Japanese food and sat through 45 minutes of the, the sushi chef explaining how important the right piece of tuna, because they had an entire tuna in front of Mm. us and how they had to carve it and, you know, the specific age of it and the freshness and, and the exchange, it's like a stock exchange, right, for tuna and all that. I sat through 45 minutes of explanations. Yeah, was the tuna in front of you? Yes, it was. Yeah, that's so terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Was it worth it? Yes, it was. The 45-minute explanation of what I was going to be eating was more than worth it. So I understand what you're talking about. It has to be four years old. It has to be specifically from this part of the belly. It has to be chilled at no more than this temperature, no less than that temperature. And yeah, I know. The Japanese take it to a whole different level. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm plebeian. As long as it tastes good to me, I think that's the more important thing. Just don't give me fishy fish. Yeah. Actually, that's true because we're Singaporean, right? For us, if it's fresh and it's not fishy, it's good. Yeah, or at least in this case, even if it's aged, as long as it tastes fresh, Mm -hmm. as long as it doesn't taste funky or, or weird. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find good sushi or good sashimi around although we have you know a lot of choices but we have a lot of choices but if it's really good it's really expensive so what i noticed with with what you're talking about Mm. chef anson lim's Mm. omakase lunch starts at 80 plus plus that's not that expensive that's actually pretty good correct and then the the dinner omakase is uh, from 138 Mm -hmm. plus plus onwards Mm -hmm. yeah so most of his omakase meals 
don't have meat except for his very expensive one, which is like 260 plus plus. Mm -hmm. In that, you get, I think, uh, Wagyu steak, which I didn't try. But I think um, it's nice if you're a seafood lover. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. Olivia, are you a seafood lover? Um, sort of, I guess. So from her dis- Hedy's description, mm. would you try it? I mean, if someone took me there, I would. Yeah, this is a big hint for whoever is seeing Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> or would like to see Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> if I get taken. So this restaurant is new? Yeah, it's new. It's uh, it's new. And the thing is, uh, if you're if you're trying to go to the restaurant, you have to be aware that don't look, don't don't try looking out for a signboard in English Kyoten because they don't have one. It's it's in Japanese characters, and um, but you'll identify it from the 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 Japanese uh, style of the exterior. I, I think it's about the only one down the street. Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite obvious. Maybe you should give us a unit yeah. number. Number five. Number five, Yong, yeah, Yongsiak Street. Yeah. Okay. And I like Japanese food. It, what I do know about Japanese food is portions tend to be very small. Mm. Is this classic Japanese food where the portions are quite tiny? Well, it's omakase, so you get course after course, and the portions do have to be somewhat not too big. Otherwise, you'll feel very full. Um, but what I like about this is that if um, for the set that I tried, the 138 plus plus one, I think it takes you can be done in about uh, one and a half hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not you don't feel too too full after the meal. It's just just about just right. Yeah, you don't feel like you overate or like you're going to go into a carbo coma. Okay, right, if you're going back to work. So we go back to Olivia. Your dance event that ha- starts from this weekend. Uh, Thursday. From Thursday, what time does it start? Ooh, what time does it start? Depends if you have the evening or the afternoon performances. So I think that's uh, is it three to eight p.m. Three or eight p.m. Depending on which. Three day. or eight p.m. So how about we put those two together? Go and enjoy mm. an omakase dinner. Yeah. At. Kyoten, yes. and then go watch yes. and dance yes. at Phenomenon. 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 That sounds like a date night, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Wouldn't you put those two together? I think I would, um, though you would have to. I don't know how, 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 long, how long are they? Like one and a half hours. That's quite long. One and a half hours. I think that's okay for Omakaze meal. Well, you could ask him to hurry up, I guess. <laughs> like, hurry up, feed me now. I've got, like, a performance no, to no, attend. Do, do, the, do the typical Singapore thing. Just bring it all out at the same time. <laughs> Which I did, actually. Oh um, only for the sushi portion. And because I have a very valid reason. Because I needed to get a picture of all of it together. Right. For the benefit of readers, I sacrificed that Omakaze feel of the meal. Okay, <laughs> here's, here's a, uh, a trick question, then. How late do they open? Maybe you do dinner after you go and watch the dance experience. How late do they open? Wait, I have to now quickly refer to my notes. Um, because I was too like busy thinking about this. Perhaps you could go for okay. the 3 o'clock it's, performance. Um, well, they open from 11.30am to 2pm and then mm-hmm. they take a break and then they're back at 5.30pm to 10pm. They're closed on Mondays. And they're closed on Mondays. Mm. Okay, so maybe then you do it the other way around. You go watch dance and then that works up an appetite 
and then you go eat. If you're not overwhelmed by the existentialism of, you know. Well, if you are overwhelmed, take a nice long stroll before yeah. you, you yeah. head to the restaurant. I, I would put these two together. Strange as it might seem, this would be a night out for me. It's not strange. It's a very delicious night and very um, thought-provoking <laughs> night. <laughs> and then while you're waiting for your very small and very beautiful food, you, you have something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for now. We've been speaking to Olivia Ho, books and arts correspondent and Hedy Koo, online food editor from The Straits Times. Do join us again on Workday Afternoon at 2.35 on Wednesdays. But for now... Go to Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts to find more Life Picks and Food Picks podcasts. Your Money FM 89.3. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.